2019 Daydreaming Degenerates Award Show. And now, here's your host, the commissioner himself, Mr. Eric DeFusco. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are here. We are a little late to the pod. I'm late to everything. You guys know me too well. Um, we have some results, award show results, couple surprises. Uh, I will slip this in. No vote was unanimous, which is kind of alarming. I thought there would have been at least one. There should have been at least two, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no unanimous votes. Everybody got their, their answers in pretty timely fashion. Uh, one guy kind of had to pull teeth a little bit to get the answers. <laughs> But uh, I ain't going to say no names, uh, even though I could say his name, because this guy's obviously not a listener to the podcast, because you're going to hear his name in the first question. But uh, I already said it in the, in the group text, too. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> not a surprise to anybody listening in the yeah. league, at least. No. Kick it off, Brian. Question one. Question one. Who did we vote for Mr. Support? Most likely to have never listened to an episode of the podcast. So, the winner of the Mr. Support Award, he won in rather comfortable fashion with eight votes out of 12. That would be Mr. Adisa. Congratulations, sir. Eight votes. (laughs) You want to hear something hilarious about this question? Sure. Hilarious. Every nominee... Except for Vinny, voted for themselves. <laughs> so that that's that's telling me, all right, three out of four never listen. So, Vinny's so Vinny, the only Vinny one. did. Yeah, Vinny's the only one who did not vote for himself. Ricky and Dickie both voted for themselves. So I was like, ah, yep. There's our answer. And, and Adisa, of course. Uh, but yeah, Adisa took that award and uh wasn't much of a contest. Yeah, that's fucking. He awesome. had that one comfortably. All right, so uh, let's move right on to Mr. Letdown. Eric, what was our most underachieving team? So our most underachieving team, Mr. Letdown. Um, This one was tighter than the last question. Uh, But evidently, Mr. Letdown is going to go to Steve. He got six votes. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not really much of a surprise. I think me and you had both picked uh steve's team as our uh award show favorite when we recorded uh adisa was right behind him he got five so it was close but and it really shouldn't have edged him out (laughs) i mean uh, you know adisa's team was not a letdown it was just bad you know (laughs) it's a big difference uh it's one thing to lose with every eagle on the roster it's another thing to lose with cmc chris godwin chris carson nick chubb Matt Ryan, I mean, you have to find ways to lose with those players. <laughs> and uh, the only other team to get a vote was Shane, and I believe Shane voted for himself. Um, I don't blame I, him. My memory, my memory uh, <laughs> is correct. I think pretty sure he voted for himself. Yeah, um, if that was my team, I'd be pretty let down, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't surprised to see Steve on that, and I know you weren't either. So uh, No. Yeah, our first ever Mr. Letdown. Sorry, Samson. I love you, buddy. But <laughs> So, 
That's going to bring us to number three, Mr. Belichick, who was the 2019 League Manager of the Year. All right, here's where this is going to get tricky, because I'm going to fucking say this right now before I even get into it. This was an upset. The person who won this award was the fucking Titans, and the other two opponents were the Pats (laughs) and the fucking Ravens. The winner of the Mr. Belichick Award was fucking me. Five votes. Five votes. I got, and I didn't vote for myself. Nobody, not you, didn't vote for yourself. I didn't vote for myself. Brian Martin didn't vote for himself. I was like, Uh, "What, uh, dude?" I was tallying them up, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I'm like, "People actually voted for me." So I think that I think that the determining factor was the fact that you finished number one seed. And that's not an insult. I don't mean to say that you weren't a good manager by any means. I mean, the Terry McLaurin pickup was huge. Uh, you were playing tight end roulette all year, and you just kept winning. You obviously did not do a bad job. Uh, I'm not terribly upset with it. I just was a little surprised. Surprised I mean, I, like I, me. I voted for Brian Martin because, you know, he was plagued by injuries, and he overcame it. He made the playoffs, and he won the championship, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I know I got a little defensive on the last podcast. Like, oh, what do you mean it's a fucking landslide? It could be me. It could be. But no, I, I voted for Brian Martin. He deserved it. You know, again, not that you don't. I don't mean to come off mm-hmm. like that. But I I was very surprised <laughs> that you won. <laughs> well, because like when I said in the question, like, look at all aspects from league management, from drafting, pickups, waivers, start, sits, points, uh, seeding, placement, and final standings, placement. You know what I mean? I was like. I dude, I had a horrible playoff, dude. My team, I went zero and one. Yeah, went zero and one, and my team fucking barely limped over a hundred. Like I did nothing in the playoffs. I was like, "There's no way." Uh, I I ended up voting for you. I was I was really torn between you and Brian, but I, I like when I look at the whole picture, I'm like, you know what? Brian drafted well. He made killer pickups with Waller and Jackson. Um, like he was the fucking high points champ. He was the number two seed. He got a bye week. I'm like he still won a playoff game and made it to the championship. He didn't win it, but I'm like, he's still overall, even though, like you said, it was close. I could have, you know, Brian Martin deserved either. You two deserve to win. I think, yeah. Um, I'm not trying to sham the league and the guys who voted for me, <laughs> but I feel like one of you two should definitely won this. Yeah. It well, was I mean, close that's... though. I, I got five votes. Brian Martin got four. You got three. So it was, it was tight. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of I kind of went into it thinking it was kind of a coin flip between me and Brian. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I voted for Brian. And uh, it was just, you know, like I said, it's not that you didn't deserve it. Like, obviously, like I said, you you, you did an awesome job. You, you managed your team very well throughout the entire year. And uh, I just I, I just kind of thought it was between us two. But, mm-hmm. you know. No, nobody thought that the Titans would be in the AFC championship game. So, yeah, exactly. You know, they, 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 they won the games. That's where they are, whether you think they deserve to be there or not. <laughs> that's fucking it. Uh, yeah. So I took home the Belichick award. Uh, hey, I would like to thank everybody who took the time and voted for me. Yeah. Even though I may question if I deserved it, you voted for me. This is a democracy and that's where your vote went. And motherfucker, I won. Mm. So I'll take it. So that'll bring us to number four. Who is Mr. Progression, the most improved owner manager of the year? So Mr. Progression, this was another close one, just like the last one. The winner of the Mr. Progression award is going to be Team Baldy, which is Mikey B's team. 
Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> um, he got five votes. Brian Martin got four, and Vinny got three. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's just like the last question. It was three, you know what I mean? All three teams were pretty tight, you know what I mean? It wasn't like one ran away with it. All three, I think, were, like I had said last when we recorded, I thought all three were deserving. You know, Mikey, Mike got the Mike got the win. Absolutely deserving. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring us to number five, Mr. DFL. What shall the last place finisher's team name be for the 2020 season, Eric? A.K.A. what should Adisa's team name be for the 2020 season? <laughs> uh, this one was kind of close. So when I was tallying this one up, I think I was at 10 votes and, and bungholes and buttholes were tied. They both had four. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, this is going to end up 5-5. Five, five. And uh, it just so happened that the last two votes that I marked so happened to be what the team name will be next year. And that's going to be the Cincinnati Bungholes for Mr. Adisa's team with six <laughs> votes. Very um, good. Yeah, if it tied 5-5, five, five, I, I was like, what the fuck do I do if this ties 5-5? Five, five? I'm like, I don't want to re-vote on this fucking shit. We've already, this is the second time we're already doing it. Yeah, bungholes it is. So I guess this might start a new trend every year. I guess we'll be changing the changing the team name every year. I love it. I think it'll be cool to do it every year based on whatever NFL team finishes last in the league. I, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's funny. And uh, um, Adisa did vote on the team, but like starting next year, I'm going to be like, okay, motherfucker, you ain't getting a vote on that. Whoever finishes last, <laughs> just for the record, if you do put a vote on it, I'm fucking scratching it off. Uh, he voted for steamers, so it wasn't like it mattered you know yeah um but for the record i was thinking i'm like hmm i'm like is the last place finisher really get the vote on his own team name i'm like no no way no the whole no point way. is that he has no control yeah. that's exactly it <laughs> oh man all right so that that's gonna bring us to number six the steel eric what was the best late round pick 10th round or later mm-hmm Ah, yes. So we're getting into the studs category. Um, Best late round pick. Um, The winner of the Mr. Steel Award uh, might not surprise many people, but it happens to be Mr. Mark Andrews with seven votes. Uh, Patriots D was second. They got four. And John Brown got one vote. A sole vote. (laughs) Um, I, I haven't really got much to say about a 16th round pick, top five tight end. He was a key to Ricky's team, key to his success. He was constantly in his lineup, whether it was in the tight end or flex. Great pick. That's about all I got. I don't know what you got. So I, I hate this. I absolutely hate it. I absolutely hate it. This is a classic case of people kind of getting too carried away with position rank. To me, and I just, man, the Patriots defense was so much better. It was so much better. And uh, I just don't know. I mean, the, the, the Patriots defense outscored. They outscored a positional player, many positional players. They averaged 17.6 points per game. I just, I know Mark Andrews was uh, a little bit of a leader pick and he finished like tight end four or whatever the fuck it was but at the end of the day the Patriots defense outscored him 
Like people didn't want to pick a defense because it's a defense, and I get it. Defenses don't matter. I, I'm on board. Trust me. But I just, man, the Patriots defense outscored them, and that's huge for a defense to outscore a positional player. That is fucking insane. It, it's just, I, I just don't see how anyone came to the conclusion that Mark Andrews was a better pick to me, you know? And uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I vote. I personally, I voted for Andrews. I, I just, I thought it was a really good pick. And, and I just looked, I'm like 16. I'm like, he's a 16th round pick. I'm like, that means that 12 teams passed over that guy 15 times before he was picked. I you can say the same about a defense, but defenses typically go late. So I don't like kind of really view it in the same light, like yeah, kind of like getting a little buzz, but apparently it wasn't enough because nobody took him. Till oh, he, he was he was getting a lot of buzz. Come on, <laughs> yeah. but nobody. Well, right. how come nobody? How come nobody took him? Nobody I don't know. Took, how, you know? how come nobody took Lamar Jackson or Darren Waller? It's I, I mean, no idea. People, well, Darren people Waller was... the, Sometimes people just pick the names they're comfortable with, you know. And uh, you know, I, I mean, it, at the end of the day, the Patriots defense was averaging four and a half points more than the number two defense. That is monstrous. That's huge. I mean, like I said, for a defense to outscore a positional player, and I'm not going to leave this out, I hold it against Mark Andrews that he was not the tight end of that team. He wasn't. Travis Kelsey was a tight end of that team. Mark Andrews was an average flex at best. At best, he was not a great flex play. If he had been the starting tight end on Ricky's team, he would go up a few notches in my book. I'd still give it to the Patriots defense, but he wasn't the tight end on Ricky's team. He was the flex play on Ricky's team. And as a flex, he's average at best. There were tons and tons and tons of better options at flex. And that that's just my two cents. You, you can say that's... uh discriminatory if you'd like or or whatever but that that's how i feel about it mm -hmm. i don't know what you think no that's a fair point you know what i mean i i was you know it's between the both of them as good as john brown was and like i had said with hooper hooper got hurt i think that kind of killed him if hooper doesn't get hurt we might be talking about him you know i think i had said that when we recorded the episode as well but yes we did um i don't know andrews was good the pat steve was good andrews got the votes yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Is, I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to make the case that Andrews was a bad player. He, he absolutely was not, and he was a great diamond in the rough, and it was a great pick by Ricky. I don't want to take anything away from it. I just, I just don't see, I don't see how you rank Andrews higher. That's all. I just, if mm -hmm. it were up to me, it would be the Patriots defense, and it wouldn't even be fucking close. I just, I don't, I don't know what metric you use to come up with Andrews being the better pick. You know. But like I said, that's just my that's my opinion. And you know, at the end of the day, we're we're talking about votes. If it was just hard numbers, there would be nothing to vote on. So it's it's yeah. what you believe, it's what they believe, it's what the people in the league believe. And I get my vote, it's what I believe. And you know, I'm a numbers guy. I typically go by the numbers, and the numbers tell me Patriots defense. No, fair, fair enough. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna argue it, you know. I totally get the uh, totally get the the point and why you yeah. would view you know what I mean why you would vote New England defense because they were great. I mean, they kind of after that you know that from that Ravens game bit on like they kind of fell off a little bit. They still had a couple good games, but yeah, you know, they did they did peter they really towards the end. 
Yeah, they really peaked early, but yeah, uh, they still weren't bad. I mean, they still had a couple of good, you know, a couple twenty pointers in there. Yeah. All I gotta say, if if um, you picked if you picked a running back right there and you were plugging him into your flex and you were getting forty points a week for eight weeks straight, you wouldn't be complaining. No matter what he did after that, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. complaining. <laughs> so number seven, the diamond. What was the best free agent waiver pickup after week one of the season? So this is one of our only uh, one of our two uh, tizzles ties. Um, I'm going to edit out tizzles. I'm not. I'm yeah, not letting that in. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> This one actually ended in a tie. Um, I personally think both players are deserving. And the winner of the Diamond Awards, said that plural, is uh, Devontae Parker and Darren Waller, both with four votes. Ain't going to yeah. get much of an argument out of me. They were both great picks. Both great oh, they picks. absolutely were. They absolutely um, were. I just, I feel like Parker kind of, Started really cold and then got really hot. And I feel like Waller was a bit more consistent throughout the season. And he, he probably didn't score as many points on the whole for the season as Parker. But, I mean, comparing a wide receiver to a tight end is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I mean, I, I voted for Waller. And I think that as a tight end, you really couldn't get much better than Waller. And anybody that drafted Devontae Parker would have dropped him. And he would have got picked up by somebody else later on in the season. I mean, he started so ice cold for weeks and weeks. And then uh, the last few weeks, he got red fucking hot. It was brutal to watch, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he was so good at the end of the season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And I can see it. I can see why people would pick that, uh, would pick Devontae Parker. But... You know, for me, I'm, I'm going to take the more consistent guy over the course of the season. That's just my two cents. Yeah. Um, I personally voted for Parker. I did some numbers diving and started diving into some statistics and viewing them. And uh, Devontae Parker was wide receiver five in PPR scoring from week four on. And he was wide receiver three from week six on. Only behind Hopkins and Thomas. And... He averaged 17 points a game, and he was he um he's just he was he was fucking money man. And like you said, he kind of started a little cold. Um, I think they were playing a little QB roulette back then, with not no sure if they're going with Fitz. I know they went with Fitz first, they went to Rosen. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so that probably could have affected a little bit, but I vote. I, I this was one. I'm like they're both deserving. I was like a tied. I was trying to think of ways a tie break, but I'm like you know what? I'm like they're both deserving. They'll give it to both of them. Um, you know what? Uh, to be honest, I didn't think he started that early. I thought it was closer to week eight ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you say that, it, it definitely makes a lot more sense. I didn't realize yeah. I didn't realize he got hot that early. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is this is like just standard PPR scoring. Like it's pretty much what my league is. It's a little different with the bonuses and shit. But yeah, he was wide receiver five from week four to week sixteen, behind Julian Edelman, Hopkins, Godwin, and Thomas, and. He was a half a point behind Edelman, so he just finished behind him. But uh, no, he was good, man. I mean, he 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 was a hell of a pickup, hell of a pickup. And so was Waller. You know what I mean? But yeah, the difference I mean, between and, Waller is you had him all year. Yeah. I mean, Vinny got Parker late, so he didn't quite get the 
I think got him kind of late, like week six ish, six ish too. Like it wasn't like, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's better to be lucky than good, you know. That's right. I just, uh, you know, we we talked about the very first uh, regular episode of the podcast that I just I don't know I just had a feeling about the guy and I said you know what I'm gonna roll the fucking dice on him and and see what comes up and you know same thing with Lamar Jackson I did, it was the same exact thing just both of them I was like you know what I'm just gonna fucking roll the dice here and see what I get. And, Obviously, they both were huge, huge yeah, you pieces. Rolled, you rolled doubles, <laughs> double sixes, both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that uh, that's going to bring us to number eight. Who was our Mister Beckham, the fantasy rookie of the year? So, fantasy rookie of the year. It's a tight race. It's a tight race between your guy and my guy. One of them won by one vote, and Mister Beckham. We'll go to Mr. Josh Jacobs with five votes. Mr. Debo Samuel got four. Miles Sanders got two. And A.J. Brown, surprisingly, I found a little surprising. He only got one vote. Samson. Um, no. Samson voted Sanders, I believe. Oh, really? Yes. I believe he voted for Sanders off the top of my head. <laughs> I, who voted? I think it was Ricky who voted for A.J. Brown. Yeah, of course. I, I really don't hate it. Uh, obviously Josh Jacobs was not a bad rookie by any means. And I really, I think he's a good player. I just, you know, I, I voted for Debo Samuel. I said I was going to do that on the last podcast. I stuck to my guns, even after looking up more numbers, just because, you know, like I said on the podcast, when he took over that offense, he was the number one. I mean, Debo Samuel is going to be somebody that you're going to hear about for the next 10 years. That's the way it looks. I mean, yeah, well, it's just if, one it's just one season, you know, obviously anything could change, but that's the hey, way I feel watching him play. No, I this is another one too. Like I, I didn't like sh- I don't know if I shit I can't remember. I don't know if I shit on Samuel. I don't think I shit on him, but I, I no, think I didn't. was leaning more I did or I didn't. Oh no, you didn't. You were leaning towards Jacobs though. I was leaning Jacobs. I did vote Jacobs. Um it was a little tough because I was like I'm like, he did get hurt at the end of the year. You know, and, and but I mean, like he was third in rushing as a rookie and he was he was pretty fucking good when he was playing and yeah. still finished as a top 20 RB, even though he got hurt. But uh, this was a tight one. Jacobs won. I figured it could have went either way. I figured A.J. Brown would have been a little bit more of a contender than he was. Uh, I did. I was I was actually kind of shocked to see him finish fourth. Jacobs got the win and deservedly so. So that'll bring us to yep. number nine, Mr. Mahomes, who was the fantasy breakout player of the year. So this was the closest to a landslide unanimous vote. Do I really even need to say who won this? Yeah. How long How long, long do you want to talk about Lamar Jackson? Uh, how long do you want Lamar to talk Jackson. about uh, <laughs> Somebody fucked you. Somebody voted for Waller. I think it was Dickie. That was, I was, I, this question and question 12, I was shocked when not queen sweeps. Shocked, yeah. shocked. And I, I mean, like, number nine and number twelve should be unanimous. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I love myself some Darren Waller. Uh, like you know, I was saying it just a minute ago that what a great player he is. Lamar Jackson's season was fucking historic. Like nobody else should have even been able to see Lamar Jackson's fucking taillights. So I, I appreciate the vote, Dickie. I know Waller. I know Waller loves it, but it, it just it just wasn't a good vote. <laughs> Should have been Lamar oh. Jackson. 
No need to spend any more time on that. Let's move right on to number 10, the late bloomer. Who was the biggest second half turnaround of the season? Biggest second half turnaround so happens to go to my boy, Mr. Kenyon Drake. With five votes. This was another one. A.J. Brown didn't get much love in. He only got one vote. And then uh, Miles Sanders and Mr. Higby both got three. Yeah. Um, I voted Drake. Drake was another one. He he started late, but he turned it the fuck on when he turned it on. Mm-hmm. He completely unseated. D- I mean, he completely unseated DJ. He became the starting running back. He was. It was unbelievable. Well, I mean, DJ the, the way hard. that whole team, the the way that whole team unfolded this year was just unbelievable. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought that David Johnson would end the season as a backup? Well, he's hurt. Ah, it's not. No, nah, it's more than that. Oh, come on. Uh, it's more than that, dude. Johnson's gone. He's yeah. gone. Well, if they get rid of him, they'll regret it. How about that? They might, but I I, I don't think I mean, it's all injury. I really don't. I, I, just, I, just, I don't know if it's scheme fit. I don't know if he doesn't fit that Kingsbury offense that he wants to run, that air raid. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. That's a good word for it. It was a bizarre yeah. turn of events. Well, let me let me add this, though. Like, I can't stand it when people say that this player doesn't fit the scheme. If you're a good coach, you should be able to adjust your scheme to accommodate your best players. And it was pretty clear that when Bruce Arians was there, David Johnson was the best player on that offense. And then Cliff Cliff Kingsbury comes in and yeah, he doesn't he doesn't fit my scheme. Like well, th- then you're not a very good coach. You just suck. How about that? You know? Uh, uh, maybe Drake just fits it better. I don't it's know. A side note. It's a side note. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can't st- I fucking hate even hearing it. I just the Ravens. Well, but yeah. I don't think he really fits that scheme, you know. <laughs> kind of like the Ravens did with Lamar, but they weren't able to do Saturday night. Yeah, well, I mean, but, the, but that kind of proves my point, you know. Like you said, you know, uh, the Ravens draft Lamar Jackson. They changed their entire offense to suit Lamar Jackson. They changed every from top to bottom. They changed their offense. Because John Harbaugh is a good fucking coach. And he realized, I got an asset here. I need to figure out how to use him. How do I do that? And he changed everything for Lamar Jackson. You know? And some of these coaches walk into the league, and, yeah, this guy doesn't fit my scheme. I want to get rid of him. You know? Adam Gase is the perfect example. Uh, he Just sucks. E- every talented running back in the league doesn't fit his scheme. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's Le'Veon Bell or Kenyon Drake or whoever the fuck else you want to find, Lamar Miller, anybody, he will get the fuck rid of any running back you have. He doesn't want him, you know. And it's like at some point he has to take a step back and be like, maybe it's my scheme, you know. <laughs> Do you see like the shit he said about like Le'Veon Bell and somebody asked about his his future on the team? He's like, well, he's under contract. Yeah, something like I I, I just I would just like if I was a Jets fan, I would just want to punch him in the fucking face, dude. I would, if he, I don't know, man, there's coaches that irk me. He's one of them. Where did he used to coach? Miami. Oh, and then Denver. Who, who was the quarterback of Miami? Tannehill. Was he? What has Tannehill done ever since? Fucking lit it up. About to get he, that boy's I, about to get paid. I thought Adam Gase. I thought Adam Gase was the quarterback guru. I thought he was. Yep. I thought he was an offensive genius. Yeah, he, he's but, he's a shit bum. The fact that Tannehill. 
Tannehill leaves and has the best season of his career proves what a fucking bum Adam Gase is. He needs to be gone. He should never coach this league again, period. Number 11, Mr. MVP, Fantasy Football Player of the Year. This is the big one. Big, the big vote. This is the, this is the top of the top of the mountain. MVP, baby. MVP. Overall, in the flesh. Big trust. <laughs> Guess who won? Number eight, Baltimore Ravens. Bowed out Saturday night. Three turnovers. Got bone over by Derrick Henry. Bull rushed the fucking Ravens. But uh, Mr. Jackson is the winner of the <laughs> Fantasy MVP Award with nine votes. So he's got that, at least, to put on his trophy mantle. He can I'm say, sure. well, I won, the, I, I won the fantasy MVP vote in the Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football League. That's I'm the sure highlight he, of his fucking I'm season. Sure he's getting, I'm sure he's getting a trophy made up as we speak. He is. <laughs> I might send it to him. But, yeah, Lamar won this. Uh, he won this one handily, too. He got nine votes. McCaffrey got three. Uh, Michael Thomas got nothing. All, all three were great options. All three it's, were great options. It was just Jackson, you know? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe in standard scoring, he set the record for QB scoring in a single season. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, um, he was damn sure close. I yeah, know right. <laughs> so that's going to take us out of the studs, bring us into the scrubs. Scrubs. And we're going to start number 12, Mr. Leaf. Who was the biggest first round draft bust? How much time are we going to spend on this? Uh, not much, because this is just as obvious <laughs> as question nine. That was Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Shocked it wasn't 12 nothing. It was 10. He got 10 votes. I, I, uh, I'm pretty shocked myself. It should have been. A, it should have been unanimous. Uh, somebody voted for Gurley. I can't remember who. Mike uh, voted for Kamara. I remember that. Uh, he owned him, so and, I, I get it. You know what I mean? It, it probably stung a little more when you see it. And you're like, yeah, that son of a bitch. I picked him 101. You know? So I, I get that. You know what I mean? But I still I don't felt get like, it. I don't either because Juju Juju averaged less than 10 points a game, dude, as the 12th overall pick. He was like wide receiver, like fucking 70. I tried. I tried so fucking hard. I just, I just, I was like, you know what? We got to disagree on something, right? So I'll try to make the case for Alvin Kamara being the biggest bust because he was the 101, didn't finish in the top 10. I'll, I'll make the case and just stat after stat after stat. Juju's worse. Juju's worse. Juju's worse. Juju's worse. Averages. Juju's worse. Juju's worse. Juju's worse. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I can't fucking do it. I, I want to argue with this motherfucker, and I cannot make an argument that makes any fucking sense. I, it just it just couldn't be done. And that I just I conceded. I said, fuck it, Juju. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, there was no yeah, like you said, there was really no case to be made. Like this one was a landslide by season's end. Yeah. He was bad, dude. I want nothing to do with him next year. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Blame you. I wouldn't. (laughs) And it's somebody. Somebody's going to take him too high. Oh, absolutely. And good luck, whoever that is. Um, Oh, Ben Roethlisberger is back. You know. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. While he sucked, Deontay Johnson was still having good games. James Washington was still having good games. What the fuck was he doing? He still sucked. That's what kind of blows my mind. Like the other guys were doing, like Deontay Johnson had some fucking big twenty point games. James Washington yeah. had like a fucking thirty pointer. I think I got one twenty point game out of Juju, and I think it was against like the Cardinals or something. Yeah, uh, some shit bum team. I think it was uh, uh, the Miami. Miami, that's what it was. You're right. Um, uh, we, well, the problem was they took Juju out of his strength, 
and they moved him to the outside, you know, because, and we talked about this in the draft special, your number one wide receiver has to play on the outside. He just has to. There's, why would you have your number one receiver on the inside? You can't do that. Like, I just don't, where the fuck do these NFL teams get off? It just, it blows my fucking mind. This guy is putting up great numbers. He's doing a great job. He's, he's awesome. It, oh, oh my God. My, my, my outside wide receiver left. Okay. Well, now I have to take this guy from the inside and move him outside because now he's my number one. Just leave him where the fuck he is, dude. Let him play the fucking inside. His fucking strength was creating space in the middle of the field. And they took it away from him. It's He was set up for failure. And he'll yeah. be set up for failure next year and the year after that until he finally leaves that fucking awful team and, and goes to a team with a good coach. Because Mike Tomlin ain't fucking it. Yeah, I think he missed uh he missed A B too, definitely. Yeah, um, A B drawing double coverage never hurt nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna bring us to a similar question. Number thirteen, Mr. Buzzkill, the biggest free agent waiver disappointment of the year. This is one that I will I'm going to project that we spend about twenty five seconds on. Um this was another tie. This is the other second tie. How um, could it be tied? I don't I don't get it. Um Ty Johnson and Wayne Gallman uh both got five votes. Both sucked. Still should have been Ty Johnson running away with it. I'm gonna just slip this in there real quick. Two people voted for John Ross. Honestly, I'm gonna be Stupid. dead ass honest. I just threw John Ross in there to have a third option. I was like, <laughs> nobody'll vote for him. I'm like, cause I, I it was Johnson and Gallman. I'm like, I'd like to throw a third option in there. And I was like, yeah. John Ross? I was like, yeah. Just so there's a third option, just to kind of give the mirage. Um, I actually thought of a good one after. Chase Edmonds should have been on here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could, he could have. I don't think he would have won. I still think he, I don't, Ty Johnson was still would have won. But I was thinking after him, like, man, fuck. I was like, Chase Edmonds would have been a good nominee because he was a big hype pickup and he sucked after that three touchdown yeah. day in, in New York. But, so, I mean, I get it. Wayne Goldman was a disappointment, but you picked up Wayne Goldman thinking you were going to have him for four or five weeks. And one of those weeks, he gave you a 30 point game. You picked up Ty Johnson to have him the rest of the year. And he never once performed ever to the point where people started picking up his backup, Bo Scarborough, because he ended up becoming the starter. Mm-hmm. I just, how is it not? Bo Scarborough was starting in the playoff in playoff games, not Ty how, Johnson. Yeah, I just, how is he not Ty? How is it not Ty Johnson? I just don't get. I mean, I don't, don't get me that. wrong. I'm not trying to make the case that Wayne Goldman was fucking awesome, but Ty Johnson was worse. <laughs> the thing that, like, because like you said with Goldman, you picked the Goldman up as, I mean, you know, high ankle sprain for Saquon. It's like you think, you know, three to five weeks. Probably, you know, going to have a guy for, that, you know, three to five weeks, whatever. Yeah. People picked up Ty Johnson. Dude, carry on went to IR. They were hyping that guy up like he was the second, not the second coming, but it was Ty Johnson's backfield. You had a locked and load starter for the fucking rest of the season, at least till Vol- week 16. Volume alone. On volume alone. Dude, people were fucking spending crazy fab dollars on him, burning number ones. And he sucked. Like you said, he didn't give you a fucking good game anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to discredit anybody who didn't vote for him. You know, you voted for who you voted for. You felt how you felt, but 
I think Ty Johnson should have easily yeah. won this one. In America, you have the freedom <laughs> to be wrong. You can pick That's Wayne right. Goldman if you want. <laughs> um, I almost messaged the two guys who voted for Ross, and I wanted to be like, dude, if you had to pick between Ty Johnson and Goldman, who would you pick? Like, dude, I just put Ross on there for shits and giggles. I, would, I didn't think anybody would vote for him. He was lighting the world on fire before he went to IR. John Ross was not a bad pickup. He just got hurt. I mean, he was huge. He won people games the first couple of weeks. You know, uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how anybody could pick John Ross. Pretty sure John Ross won the Millie Maker Week One money. I think he was on his lineup. If I recall. Pretty sure. Oh yeah, he had a forty-point game. He had a monster game. game. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> they both sucked, but I kind of view that as Ty Johnson winning. But number fourteen. Mr. IR, who was the most devastating injury of the year? Eric. All right. So um, the most devastating injury of the year, Mr. IR award is going to go to Mr. James Connor with eight votes and uh, a very deserving award for a player who showed some, you know, some swag and some potential like when he was healthy. But my God, the fucking guy just kept getting hurt and it was new injuries. Do a lot. Thigh hamstrings, thigh, shoulder, AC joint. You know, yeah. you start him, you get him for like, he plays two series. He, you're stuck with less than two points in your lineup, and he's out for the game. And he killed a lot of teams, and he hurt a lot of, you know, he hurt a lot of owners. And he's kind of, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that look at going to the next year. I'm kind of like, you know, I'd maybe take a risk on him just because he showed some flashes and like, yeah. He can he can produce. It's just you gotta worry. You gotta you better you better go RB heavy if you fucking include him in your group. You wanna <laughs> definitely want a couple backups. Oh fuck um, yeah. I mean I, I made the mistake of reaching for him this year. I'm not making the same mistake next year. Fuck yeah. that. Uh so that's enough on that. Number fifteen, Mr. Letdown, most disappointing player of the season overall. Mr. Letdown. For the second time in this category, the winner, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster with five votes. Um, <laughs> DJ was a close second with four. Odell got two. Brandon Cooks got one. I can't remember. I think I voted for DJ. Uh, I wanted to vote for Juju. But they were both disappointing. I, I was like, I voted for Juju in biggest first-round bust. I'll fucking... Yeah. Might not be the right way to do it, but that's kind of how my thought process was. I'm like, DJ sucked too. He was a big letdown. And I can't, hey, I can't get an argument out of me for Juju winning this either because he is deserves this award just as much as the Mr. Leaf. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said on the, on the last, on the, uh, the preview, uh, I felt like Juju was taken a little higher than I would have taken him. And I feel like DJ was taken a little lower than I would have taken him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking that into consideration, who would I consider the biggest disappointment? I'd probably I I would have picked David Johnson, and, and that's who I voted for. And uh, to me, it was like it was such a letdown. I such I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of people had huge, huge hopes for David Johnson, and they never came to fruition. And, and obviously, neither did Juju's. But I don't know. I just me personally, I didn't have much faith in Juju. 
And I, I thought he'd be good. I never thought he'd be great. You know, I, I just, I thought there was too much changing with that offense. And all the, all the arrows were pointing up for DJ. And I just, I was so high on him. If I could have got my hands on him, oh man, I would have done it in a fucking heartbeat. And, uh, if I'd been just a little bit later in the first round, he probably would have been my problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I just, I, I had to go with David Johnson. As did I, but Juju won it and, uh, ain't going to get much dispute for me. Same way, yeah. you know? Yeah. But. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I, I was kind of down on, I was down on Juju compared to most, but like I said, that's compared to most. I mean, almost everybody had him in the top five for wide receivers mm-hmm. before the season started. I mean, you, you were not alone by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of shy away from uncertainty. And, uh, so with Juju, I just, I really didn't like it. And usually running backs are unaffected by that. So I was higher on David Johnson, but I don't mean to make it sound like I, like, I think you were way out of line taking him at 12. Uh, uh, you know, the majority of people would have agreed with you and taken them there, you know? Yeah. So that's going to bring us to number 16. Well, let's go ahead and argue it for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Freshman Flop, the fantasy rookie disappointment of the year. Freshman Flop. I have myself as a flame for this. I don't know, man. You look at the numbers, man. You really see how bad he sucked. He didn't suck. He sucked. He sucked. He sucked. An RB2. He sucked, dude. RB2s suck? Yeah. Dude. Hold on. We're going to get into it. David Montgomery was the winner, by the way, uh, before we get into it. David Montgomery stats. Go ahead. 155.1 points through weeks 1 through 16. RB25 averaged 10.3 points per game. RB35 on average. He had nine games in single digits, including six games with six points or less. Okay. He had four catches in one game. He only had three catches in four, which means, and I think he had four games with none, if I recall. He's bad, man. I'm not trying to shit on him, but he. You shit on him if you want. I mean, it's it's your your house. Yeah. I I just, (laughs) from where, I mean. 28th overall pick round three pick four i was just like he did not return third round value kind of what it boils down to i mean average 10.3 a game that's and ppr too i mean that can was I the thing you, can like, i give you another stat yeah 32 32 what that's how many points darwin thompson scored all year Oh, no, 32. no, no. Yeah, I get that. But Darwin Thompson didn't no, no, start see, 16 this, games. This is revisionist history. Okay. Because, like, so are we going by the expectations at the end of the year or the expectations of the draft? Because it seems like you want to play both. With Darwin Thompson, you want to go by the, 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 the expectations at the end of the year. And with Dave Montgomery, you want to go by the expectations of draft day. And... I mean, you're trying to play both sides of the fence. Let's not pretend that you and me did not record a draft special where we talked about what a huge pick Darwin Thompson might be. 
you and I, uh, did you make, did you, did you personally make trade offers for Darwin Thompson? Yes or no? I did. Yeah. Started the season. So did I. So, you know, this player that you wanted, a player that I wanted, a player that Dickie wanted, a player that so-and-so wanted and, and they wanted, the player that everybody wanted, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody in the league made a trade offer for. And, like, now you want to look at the end of the year and go, well, I mean, everybody thought he would suck. Uh, everybody, every, Nobody thought he'd be any good. No, I'm not saying everybody thought he would suck. But it's just, like, they were never really on the same light, Thompson and Montgomery. See, the, but that's where you're wrong. And, that's that's the revision. No, they weren't, history. dude. Okay? Yes, there were expectations that David Montgomery had that job from day one locked up. Could be a 15-point game starter. Okay? I get it. I get that. But you're forgetting that Darwin Thompson was expected to be the starter from week eight on. He was expected to be a league winner. He went so much later than Dave Montgomery because you had to bench him for eight weeks. He was like Kareem Hunt. That's why he went so much later. So, you know, now we want to look at the end of the year and go, well, obviously Darwin Thompson sucked. He went from a guy you projected to be a starter in week, you know, before week one eventually finishing as number four on the depth chart as a fucking special teams punt returner. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, not even punt returner. He's a fucking kickoff blocker. I mean, it's it just, I, to me, I, I just, I'll never, I'll, I'll never ever give that to you. And it's not me being overly defensive of Dave Montgomery. It's, it's, you know, all of a sudden we want to rewrite history about what we expected out of Darwin Thompson. You know, nobody expected him to end up fourth on the depth chart. Nobody expected him to be nobody. We all expected him to be a starter. We all wanted him. We all wanted to take him. It was just a matter of how long we were going to hold on to him. We specifically said on the draft special, this could be a league winner. It could be a starter from week eight on. If if Damian Williams stubs his toe, Darwin Thompson has that job for life. And it never happened. I am more disappointed with Darwin Thompson than I am Dave Montgomery. Period. And, and I am the opposite. I just, um, I, yeah. I just don't under, I don't understand how you can point to low numbers for Dave Montgomery and well, say, well, David, this is why uh, a disappointment, and then point to point to absolutely no points whatsoever for Darwin Thompson and go, well, yeah, but we never expected much. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You tried to trade for him. Yeah, why I did. Would you try, why would you try to trade for him if you thought he was going to score thirty points? Hey, in the you want to know something season? funny? Darwin Thompson scored more points for a touch than David Montgomery. As little points as he scored. Slightly, but still more. Hmm? He averaged 2.7 per game. He averaged 0.71 points per touch. David Montgomery averaged 0.67 points per touch. No, see, you like like all these ridiculous cutoffs. You find find all these stats that are... you know, oh, well, if you, I mean, if you go from week six on, if you, you know, if you go by touch instead of by game, if you, if you go by reception instead of by rush, it, it's, you know, I mean, I, I could, I'm sure I could find a billion stats that say Dave Montgomery is better than Darwin Thompson. Yeah, maybe, but you're gonna find, you ain't gonna find many that say that David Montgomery's any good. Cause I don't think he's good. <laughs> he finishes the RB24. He's a third round pick, and he finishes the RB24. Oh my god, dude. How is that fucking good? How are you fucking happy with 10 points a game in your third round pick? You need to hit on those picks. Darwin Thompson, you can fucking cut. 10th round pick, 11th round pick. 
I know, uh, yeah, he had a lot of hype and buzz coming into the draft. People thought he was taking that backfield over. That ain't killing your team like a third-round pick that Flames out is. That's the difference. He's the RB24. He was a third-round pick. He's RB25, technically, because you're including Week 17. But I'm going by the position rank that ESPN gives. It's on ESPN. They include Week 17. We don't play Week 17. Oh, so we're going to cut out the 20-point game. Got it. Well, we cut out week 17 two weeks ago. You fucking said it when we were recording. Well, we're not going to include week 17 because we don't play that week. Go back and listen. Right, Moving, on. Moving, on. Moving, on. Moving, on. Moving 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 on. Montgomery won. He served it. Fuck you. So that's going to bring us to the league votes. Number 17. Would you be open to the removal of the kicker position starting in the 2020 season? Dead, dead, deadlock tie. Five to five and two unsures, which tells me and Brian what? We can do it. There's a chance. There is hope. <laughs> this one is not dead. We will be talking about this. Oh, yeah. So many, this, many one is getting, this one is going to get jotted down as a yes to discuss. Yes, absolutely. Number 18. Would you be open to moving the league platform from ESPN to Sleeper? So, this vote, kind of one-sided. We got seven no, two two to yes, and three unsure. Kind of depends where those unsure guys are leaning. You know, I mean, I guess if they were all leaning to switching, you would get, it'd be like 7-5. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't really have it. high hopes. I was just hoping we could talk about it. Maybe try it out for a year. Mm-hmm. But. You know, like I said in the last one, it's just your, your league is so resistant to change. I, I really didn't have high hopes for it. <laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah. Um, number 19. Would you be open to switching the current waiver system to a fab system? So this vote right now is uh, it's pretty close. We got uh, five. No. Four. Yes. And three. Unsures. Ooh, that could go either so, way. That can go either way. Since it's that close, I imagine it's something that we'll be discussing. Depending, what, I'll, I'll touch on, I'll go back and look at the unsure votes and see where they lean in and shit to kind of decide. Yeah, you know what to talk because I don't want to talk about ten fucking things. Well, we might have something need something to talk about, but yeah. Um, number twenty, would you be open to integrating a keeper system into the league starting in the twenty twenty one season? Um, this is another one. It's kind of like it's close, but it's not. So seven people voted against it, four people voted for it, and we got one unsure. Hmm. Um, still leaning more, it's looking more like it's going to be a nay, but... I figured it would. Um, yeah, I think who voted yes? You, Steve, Ricky, Yeah, Vinny. so I mean, I, I voted yes, but I mean, it's your league. If you don't want keepers, I'm fine not having yeah. keepers. Uh, but I mean, the way it was worded, you know, the way it was would you be open to it? Well, yeah, of course I would. You know, if you wanted it, it's your league. Like, if you don't want to do mm-hmm. keepers, I'm fine leaving it the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I really don't, you know. Yeah. Um, I yeah, that's really fine. don't want to do keepers. Like, I would really like to keep it out of the league. I even got a, I think one person even wrote fuck no on the question in that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple of little extra like little things like, you know, people ask like questions or they'd be like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Or something. Yeah. So number 21, would you be open to increasing the league fee to $25 starting in the 2020 season? 
I believe I was a fuck no on that one. You might uh, have been for, one of the fuck no's. For anybody in the group chat, they know where I stand on the on the increase of the league fee. <laughs> yeah, so um it was only two no votes. You and Justin. Uh eight yeses and two unsures. This is something we will be talking about over the summer. Um if it does get increased, we're gonna have some kind of restrictions. Like this ain't happening every year. Like Yeah. You know, I mean, there's gotta be and, and with money with money votes should be handled a little differently, I think. Like you need a little you want more you need a little I feel like you would want a little bit more league approval than maybe with a potential change, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it involves money, you'd want to maybe at least, like, three quarters to, you know. To be honest, I'm actually, I'm, like, super down. I'm, like, super upset about that vote. It's just, I I just don't, you know, I I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, you know. It's like, I just don't, I don't have a ton of fucking money for, like, exposable income and shit. And, you know, the summers are typically very lean for us, as you, as you're well aware. And, uh. I'm just not, I'm not always going to have the 125, period. You know, I basically had to borrow the 100 off of you this season. Yeah. I hate to be a downer and like, uh, obviously I love this league. I, I look forward to this league more than any other one, including my own, which you of all people know, I was very close to disbanding this year and I decided, I think I'm going to give it one more year and see if I can get back into it. But I mean, I, I look forward to your league more than any other league in the world, but if the league fee keeps I mean, a hundred dollars is stretching it. I don't always have the hundred. If it's going to go up from there, you, you might be looking for a 12th guy, you know? And, uh, I, I don't want to say that. And it, it upsets me to say it, but it's the truth. You know, I mean, I got, I got two little kids and, uh, if it comes down to playing fantasy football and feeding my kids dog food or, or putting food on the plate, I'm putting food on the plate, you know? And, uh, like I said, you know how rough summers are. It it's it's rough. <laughs> There's no fucking work in the summer at all. Uh, power plants don't shut down in the not summertime. Because everybody in the world's running their AC, so power plants me. do not shut down in the summer. There might not be no work in the outer seasons. Fucking way this shit's going. <laughs> That's true. So, um, you know, obviously everybody can vote what they, to do what they want to do, but uh, I'm very I'm very distraught to hear that because. Because I yeah. obviously I I don't want the league fee to go up because I don't I don't want to leave the league but I, I will if I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so let's get back to a cherry. You know, uh, number twenty two. Would you be open to bringing back the IR spot starting in the twenty twenty season? Um. Okay. So the IR spot. So another. Uh, it's kind of close. Uh, and I can say it's kind of close because there was one unsure vote, and that one unsure vote is for me. Uh, it got seven yes, four Ooh. no, and one unsure. Um, I voted unsure because if we bring it back, obviously I don't want to just throw it in there with what we have right now. I think it's too many spots. Personally, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, it's It's cool. It's neat. It's beneficial. Trust me. It is nice mm-hmm. to have. Um, Mike could have plugged in AJ Green in that spot all fucking year. You know, he, <laughs> instead of having to spend the bench spot on him. But I added the extra bench spot this year for that reason. So use it how you want, I guess. 
Well, to be honest, but, when you when you added the extra bank spot, I thought it was in addition to the IR spot. I mean, if you're just going to use if you're just going to use spots. the extra bench spot as an IR spot, what the fuck's the point? You should have kept the IR spot. You know, I mean, well, people vote. We all voted on it, and everybody wanted to just have the extra bench spot instead of the IR. See, I I don't remember hearing instead of IR. I remember hearing voting for the extra bench spot, and not not that we were losing the IR. But well, there were three votes. It was keep it was, the way it was. That was six two and years one. ago, and I was probably drunk. So yeah, <laughs> it's just I, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying I didn't hear it. I'm not. It's probably my fault. <laughs> it's just it, I understand I don't, what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, you know, but I mean, if you restrict it so it's injuries only, I don't feel like it takes up that much room. And. uh you know, there was still, pl- I mean, even this year, there was still plenty of guys in the waiver wire that were worth an ad. Well, even if they were just wait and see guys, you know, uh, that you couldn't start, you know, there were still guys out there. I just, I don't know. I, I, I liked having the IR spot. Uh, I don't think it really kills your team or anything. And uh, I, I don't think it kills the waiver wire. That's just, that's my two cents. Well, even if I vote no, it still looks like it's coming back anyways. So if the votes hold, um, I don't want to, if it comes back, I don't want to fucking hear it. If I'm hoarding a guy in in the IR spot that's hurt and I drop my kicker and I pick up another guy, I don't want to hear a fucking peep from anybody. Nobody. <laughs> if I, what, does the I, you, what does the IR spot have to do with you dropping a kicker? Well, because you can drop your kicker in ESPN and pick up like a running back or a wide receiver. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird. I ha- when I submit the draft, I have to submit it with the starting lineup intact. But yeah. once it's submitted, you've got free reigns to do whatever you want. Eric, we're not going to have kicker next year. Relax. That's oh, that's right. That nah, maybe <laughs> it's still close, but all right. Number twenty three. Would you be open to converting the toilet bowl and season high points prizes into a weekly high points payout? That runs the duration of the fantasy league season starting in 2020. I fucking hate that. I absolutely I couldn't fucking hate that any more than I do. You're gonna hate the results because this was the shock of the votes. Oh god, so fucking gross. I want to puke. Seven yes, two no, three unsure. I wrote it unsure because I don't really quite understand how it's gonna work. Uh, I was leaning no. Yeah, what are you gonna get? Six bucks a week? Like, it's yeah, like retarded. that's that's what I want to talk. Like, what? How? How are we gonna like? How? That I just voted unsure because I want to lay out more of a plan. Like, what's the game plan? Is it ten bucks a week? Like, if we're gonna do this, it's like okay then. But you're gonna hand out people... nine dollars a week for the weekly high fucking point score. That's fucking stupid. And, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to discourage people's votes. You all feel how you feel, but this is my opinion. I think that's retarded. I really do. I think it's stupid. I I hate it. I hate it. You're gonna hit out nine bucks a week to the to the highest point scorer. Yeah. I, oh, and I'm not doing it every week. That fucking payouts are at the end of the year. I don't care if it gets approved or not. Probably should have put that in there. If you win ten well, bucks. I'm not driving says. down. I'm, if, it, if you win ten bucks, motherfucker, I ain't driving down to Warren or Bristol to bring you ten bucks. Set up Venmo or drive to me. No, but I mean, I I just I hate the idea of a weekly payout. I hate it. It's that's not what fantasy football is. Fantasy football is about the season. Okay? If you want the weekly payout, sign up for DraftKings. Exactly. I just... This is not what 
season long fantasy football is about. It's it, they're trying to get the best of both worlds, and it's just it's just not going to work. It's silly. It's just so silly. You know, I mean, in order to make this worth your while, you'd have to take money out of first place, second place, third place, and mm. you'd have to. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to make it like twenty bucks a week for the weekly high point score. And at that point, what the fuck's the point of winning the season? You're just trying to win the week. You know, I just, I hate it. I, I absolutely fucking hate it. I think it's, I think it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard, to be honest. Wow. Let it all out. There you go. Dumbest idea ever. I'm, I'm an honest guy. That's my honest opinion. Sorry. Sorry if you don't like it guys, but that, that's truly how I feel. It really is. I, and I, I I will tell you, I will tell you this. The person who submitted that question to me, it does listen. So he will hear. Brian don't care. Okay, say it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Is that, uh, let me guess, Mike Bouchard? Nope. Oh, come on. Justin? Nope. Nate? Nope. Ice cold. Who else listens? Shane. (laughs) Oh, Shane. Fuck you, Shane. (laughs) Yeah, that was Shane. Shane presented that to me. He had mentioned it like a few years back, doing something like a week, a small weekly payout, but it never really got off the ground. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it sounds I, like, honestly, on my end, it just sounds like more of a pain in the ass. You know, more shit the track. Pain in the ass. I mean, you're taking out season long incentives, like season high points, and you're you're converting it into weekly payouts, and you're talking about a total of hundred fifty dollars here. That it's yeah. it's literally like nine bucks a week, less than nine. It's like eight 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 dollars and fifty five cents. Oh, like, we do ten bucks a week and skip a week somewhere. I, you know what I mean? I don't know how would we like. That's what I don't understand. Would we just do ten, like you said? I, I just it's so ridiculous, and it's like like what are you gonna are you gonna win one week and fucking clap your hands because you won ten bucks? You paid a hundred dollars to get in the fucking league. What the fuck is ten dollars? You know, like, like, oh, if anything. Instead of doing this, like I'd rather go back to doing like the shit I did in the past, like with the Survivor Weekly, Survivor Island or something. Or I used to do the Strikeout game. Like, you don't have time for that. Who are you kidding? I don't have time, but it, it's like I it, instead of doing this, like I'd rather go back to doing something like that. At least it's a little more like season driven, you know. Like you, you know. Yeah. With the Strikeout game, it was like it wasn't like this almost. You know what I mean? And like you still, the winner got still fucking. Got a better payout than ten bucks a week. <laughs> so number twenty-four, would you be open to going back to a divisional conference type of standing system like we used to have, or possibly slightly different? What a question! Who worded that? Uh, Eric, give it to us. Uh, yeah, this one ain't really taken off the ground because we got six no's, three unsure's, and I think I'm one of the unsure's. But I am gonna I live on air. I'm changing my vote to a no. <laughs> um, yeah. I may have even voted no I don't know but three yes three unsure six no's uh, most people I've talked to like the way it is um, I really don't see divisions taking off as much as I do miss them sometimes I won't lie I do miss the division battles mm-hmm. um, week to week and, and late in the season but I know that deep down inside what the system we have now is what's best for the league I love divisionless football the love best it. system because there are so many cons with divisions, you know, that I'll sacrifice that little extra enjoyment of the division races 
to keep the system we have now because I know it's less flawed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think we'll really be talking about that one. I'm going to be <laughs> totally honest. And that's, that's not, not me trying to gadell it. Yeah. But it's just feedback I've gotten a few people I've talked to. So moving on, number 25, would you be open to the possibility of expanding the league size to 14 teams? Um, this was me. Hey, I was just spitballing. I threw this out there. This is not something I'm looking to do. Like anytime soon. I was just, this was a spitball question. I was saying, yeah, how would, how would, how would guys react? Is this something they'd be open to? We got three. Yes. Seven no's and two unsures. Thank God. So looks like most people are not open to expanding. What did you vote? I voted. Yes. I would be open to it. You'd be open to expanding to 14 teams. Yeah, because I don't really think it would be that bad when I really. So the I, the IR spot would ruin our play, <laughs> would ruin the waiver wire, but we can expand to 14 teams and everything would be fine. Well, it, there's a difference, though, because like <laughs> you're increasing the bench spots that each team has, it allows more hoarding, you know, and, and with 14 teams, obviously. One rule that one change that would definitely come to change moving the fourteen teams. I would definitely at least cut a bench spot and probably a flex. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It's too much. To I'd change. have to at least cut one or two. Um, I hate change. If you cut both, if you cut both the flex and a bench spot in a fourteen team league, you only draft six extra players. Yeah. But. It it was something I'd spitballed, you know what I mean? I just want to see yeah. what people's it's not like I'm fucking coming up to the podium like, all right, vote now. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was a spitball question. That's what these are. All these were spitball questions. Just to see so, where people stood. Number twenty six. Would you want to integrate some type of hybrid online offline draft system at some point? I'm proud of you boys. Proud of you. Except for you and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one got eight. Hey, he doesn't listen either, so fuck him. Fuck Ricky. Um, eight no's, two unsure's, two yeses, and one of the yeses told me that he only voted only in the event that someone can't make it. So basically, I took that as oh, okay. So if everybody can make it, then nah, fuck it, do it the way we've been doing it. So Ricky, you on an island by yourself. All right, uh, number 27. Would you be open to scrapping the toilet bowl altogether? This one got seven yeses. Well, really? Yes. It's got seven yeses, four no's, and an unsure. I think I was the unsure vote, I think. I That's pretty sad. I can't remember what I voted. Um, <laughs> so this is Seth. We'll be talking about this, apparently. Oh, come um, up. Yeah. I was a little surprised, too. I figured, like you had said, it, it seemed to be like, Better involvement than years. And I, people that were in it voted no, uh, yes. I yeah. was like, wow. I don't know. Maybe people are kind of turning around and like not thinking that like it's kind of BS or bogus to like have like a loser's bracket rewarding yeah. losing teams. I don't know. Like that's how I feel sometimes. But it's such a minor prize in a way I kind of look at that I'm like, eh, it's not really a big deal. But you know what's crazy both. is that I've been begging you for years to scrap this. And then this year, was like the most active year in the toilet bowl. Like everybody was trying. 
They all set their lineups. Nobody dropped their players. And like after this year, I, I you and I were talking on the phone, and I was like, I don't know. Now I kind of feel like maybe I should stay. I mean, you know, everybody tried. Everybody did a good job. And, you know, if, if it's actually going to get people to play longer, then it's worth it. And apparently the the rest of the league was like, no, nah, fuck it. They're right. It's worthless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck the toilet bowl. Uh, and for the record, I did vote yes because I am open to scrapping it. Uh, but I feel like this year was the most active year you've had in the league. And you know, if it's gonna be like this, if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be like this every year, then the toilet bowl's worth it. You know, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like even like some of these questions, like we've said, just because I I might read something off and be like, holy fuck, this one has eight yeses. You know what I mean? We could vote on it next summer and I can have two. You know what I mean? When we come up with plans and discuss things, like, you know, yeah, set a course of action to, you know what I mean, how we're going to go about whatever change we're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? It might sway people to vote for it or against it. You never know. Like the toilet bowl, like you said, we could present a case. You could, me, whoever, kind of make a case for it to stay. And it could stay, yeah. you know? Well, speaking of presenting a case, so number 28, our last question of the night. Would you be open to scrapping the toilet bowl and to offset the move going to a 17 playoff from a 16 playoff? And quickly, my answer is fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. And I, I feel like the league did not agree with me. Uh, there was more no votes than anything. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that. It's still tight. There's a lot of unsures. I believe this had the most unsures on it. Um, four unsure votes, five no's, three yeses. Good. And you want to know what's funny? I voted no on my own question I presented. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, I'd rather keep it the way we got it with a six team, with a six team in the toilet bowl. I just, you know, it's, it is inexcusable to let more than half of the teams into the playoffs. I just, no, you can't. You can't have more than half making the playoffs. So it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, that's my two cents. I just, you, you have to draw the line somewhere and, and 50% is the, is the somewhere. That's the line right there. I, I, I'm not, I'm not down with a league that lets in more than half of the teams in the play. Let's let everybody in the playoffs. We'll do a bracket system at the end of the year. You know? Mm-hmm. That was more, I just, I didn't think the toilet bowl scrapping was going to get as many yeses as it did. And I was wondering, I wanted to see if that question would maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you'd be like, well, yeah, if you had an extra playoff spot, then yeah, maybe I'd get rid of it. We're not doing it. it there's no way I would ever do both. Like, you're not going to keep the toilet bowl and expand the playoffs. No fucking way. Yeah. And I, like I said, I really, I'd really rather just keep it the way we got it there. If I had my say. Like, I'd rather just keep the toilet bowl, keep the six teams. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I don't know what it is. It just irks me now. Like, we've gone divisionless and two teams still get a bye week. I don't know why. Well, I mean, they're the top two seeds, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It just bugs me because I don't know. For some reason, because I don't see the divisions. And I'm like, man, I'm like, two fucking teams get a bye week. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I could That's see just, that. It's just an arc thing. It's not even like it's not like it's something where I'm like I gotta get rid of that. But I don't know. Well, it's not I a mean, big deal. Let, let me put it to you this way: if the two bye weeks irked you, I would rather have four teams make the playoffs than seven. 
with that's, one pocket. Yeah, you could do that too. I mean, and I hate that. I absolutely hate it. I'd rather have the two buys, but I'd rather do that than let in more than half of the league. I just, I, I just can't. There's nothing in this world that'll get me on board with letting in more than half of the league into the playoffs. Like, what the fuck is the point of the playoffs if 80% of the teams get in? You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I'll never ever agree with that. I, I hate it. I just, the second I read the question, I was like, ugh. You know, got more on share votes than I thought. I voted on share on it, by the way. Okay. Um. Well. Those are our results. Um, those are the results of the awards. Those are the results of the league questions. Kind of got a little gauge on what we'll be talking about next summer or during the off season, whenever. Sure, we'll probably try to do this every year now. It was kind of fun. Um, Absolutely. We had some agreements, disagreements, votes that we liked, votes we didn't like. I think it went well. I mean, I'm sure I will readjust some of these uh, topics next year. You know what I mean? I might scrap a couple questions or add a couple new ones. But, yeah, that's going to do it for the episode, guys. Just want to thank you for listening. Um, Me and Brian will, if we get the time, we might uh, record a little bonus episode this week. Uh, Maybe talking about just real football, the league, the coaches, you know, the coach hirings, the playoffs. You know, we got conference championship games this week and but just, you know, just bullshit a little bit, kind of. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And I hope you guys have a good week. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you. Take it easy. Good night, guys. Enjoy the games.